0: Welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. My name is Eric Seepin. I'm pastor of The Village in Tucson, Arizona, and I am sitting across from Andy Littleton from Mission Church in Tucson, Arizona, and mm-hmm. we are live, not live, but we're actually in our podcast studio at The Village. We did an interesting podcast today.
1: Yeah, we meandered for a bit at the beginning. The main topic is about our friend Rod, who is a... Uh, um, developer of souls a, uh, a cultivator Soul of developer. soil I don't know he uh, <laughs> the colossus of Christianity the uh, what are all the other Babe Ruth uh, the sultan of
0: we're not we're not uh, yeah. people who can actually put the rhyme down we're not that's not us <sighs> Yeah, my rap career didn't go anywhere
1: um, but uh I never the started Sultan one. The so. Sultan of systematic theology. <laughs> there you, are, the Sultan of. <laughs> he's
0: not <though. laughs> so, the Sultan of soul care. <laughs> the Sultan of soul
1: care. There you go. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we talk a little bit about um, yeah some random stuff, just fun stuff. Yeah, at the beginning, that's hey, it's good too. And then we and then we get into uh, our conversation about Rod why he's made a big difference in our lives and the lives of others. And I think I think that would be. I would I would recommend listening to that and considering how you offer your life and the people that you uh, you know do you have somebody like rod in your life that's yeah. a good that's a good question to ask yeah. yourself as you listen to that so enjoy
0: yeah so before we go off the air I just want to say and you'll find this funny again because these are this is just my personality but I listen to a lot of podcasts uh-huh. And I just am, am amazed every time I listen to our podcast, not in how remarkable the things we say, though I am pretty amazed by that. Because <laughs> I, I, I do this podcast and I think, oh, that's, yeah, I don't know. And then I listen to it and I'm like, oh, well, God it's really bad. used this. To, I think there's some evil things. But what strikes me is the audio is so good on our podcast in comparison to so many other professional podcasts that i'm thinking maybe if this all you know goes south whatever goes south the you whole and i world. have a, a a career in setting up podcast studios for people but we probably need to stay in relationship with mike elmarath
1: who actually picked the equipment yes mike picked the equipment
0: yeah. and kind of came up with the designs and i just copied him and it's beautiful
1: and i just said thank you
0: Yeah, so that will be your role in the company. Okay. All right. Everybody enjoy. (laughs) Check. Hey, we're live. We're eating scones, drinking coffee.
1: Yeah, it's faith over... Breakfast! Um, not a balanced breakfast, but well, it is well, still breakfast.
0: We never, ever have said that our breakfast is balanced. No, we didn't. I mean, yours was the most balanced. Nor,
1: nor that our conversation was balanced, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> or fair. <whatever>. Oh. <laughs> so, well, hey, um, thanks to the Gilchrists who uh, made us some, some scones. Yeah. That was really cool. Thank you.
0: Yes, thank you. Cool. This is really nice. And
1: thank you, Eric, for... Pushing the button on your automatic espresso machine.
0: Oh, those really good. Yeah, really good. Well, I guess we should thank the kids too, right? I agree.
1: Well, I, I thought they were all in the same Gilchrist family. I was, right. Yeah, you know, I didn't sing anybody Isaac, out.
0: Kate. Name thank them. Thank you.
1: Yeah, Corey, Colleen. There. Mr. Hand named, thanks you. We named Mr. Hand what? Oh, yeah. So oh.
0: there's a phenomenon in my okay. church called Mr. Hand. So, about halfway through COVID, maybe two-thirds of the way through this pandemic, oh. I started doing our Apostles' okay. Creed and uh, the Lord's Prayer with Mr. Hand. So, you know, he's like, hello, my name is Mr. Hand. Hi, Mr. Hand. That mm. kind of thing.
1: Because the kids used to come up and interact and with him. And they love Mr. Hand. Okay.
0: So, my kids, my kids, when they were little, like Mr. and Mrs. Hand, who mm-hmm. would come out and tell them stories and... Get in fights with each other and argue about stuff and mm. and tease each other. It was pretty funny.
1: And then your kids were like, My parents never fight, but Mr. and Mrs. Hand.
0: Mm. Oh my gosh. That's right. Mm. It's rough with those two. <laughs> they need some marriage counseling. Yeah.
1: You're like, Yeah, wow. <laughs> can't see that. Well, it's been a couple weeks. You can't you're you've been like the cancel king. You've been really into cancel culture. You've been canceling Faith Over Breakfast. And do you
0: know what I found? Hmm? in this canceling so that we're gone to basically every other week yeah you know, people like it more we have more listeners we had 438 downloads which is up 300% over our regular week
1: I continue to love that you care I don't I don't I would never I never think of checking but that's cool that's great
0: that's I could.
1: I know you do and that's that's sweet okay well great
0: cancel away um, I feel like over COVID I have like four subjects to talk about. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well there's there are things to talk about. It's just Yeah. It's it's all feels like it's being talked about so much mm-hmm. and it's exhausting. So let's talk about Rod's birthday.
0: We should. But I'd like to <laughs> add a segment first called Oh Rumors Heard on the Street. Oh. I just heard an interesting rumor today, I and mean, you want it to be fact checked, but that's why we have an audience. Okay. So here's the here's the rumor I heard from, and I'll say who I heard it from. I heard from Caleb Sommets, uh-huh. and he said that he heard. So this is like let's see, oh, one, geez. two, that fifty years from now, Tucson will be inhumitable. In- in- inhumitable. In- inhumitable. We won't be able to inhabit. Hmm. Tucson, due to how hot it is. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know what, Arizonans, we love heat. <laughs> like we we've been, I've been here since I was little. It's been hot.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is like this crazy. You know, there, there's been a lot of heat, but I mean, there have been years. Didn't it hit 118 here mm-hmm. one time? And I mean, there have been. There's never been a summer in Tucson where I've been like, you know what this is pretty great. This Mm -hmm. is pretty nice and cool. Never happened.
0: Yeah. Well, my favorite thing is when there's like, it hit, you know, record heat. Last time it hit 118 was in 1932. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking anything that happened like that between 1930 and 1950, people were probably thinking it's the end of the world. Oh, sure. The world's at war. There's a depression and it's hot. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, um,
1: to steer completely away from that
0: That's fine Yeah I'm done Yeah I just want to put the oh. rumor on the street Mm-hmm
1: It's there um, And I should say We used to be on a radio show with, with Caleb And um, Yeah And he, you, uh, And he had a built-in fact checker the He did have a Yeah Yeah So I don't I think you all should go do that This is in keeping with yeah, his Justine. values Yeah Yeah Justine Are you, are are you there? Listening? Yeah Go check the facts
0: um, Give us a report. An email.
1: Detailed report. A
0: detailed report. Yep. Yep. At least a paragraph.
1: Hmm. That's it? Yeah, we don't want it. She's I a busy lady. Page.
0: She makes all that bread. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she has been baking. Speaking of bread, Justine, how about a beautiful Breakfast loaf? sandwich. Yeah. I'm taking I knew you were going to go loaf. Oh. <laughs> You're going sandwich on homemade bread. That's right. That's right. Um. Man.
1: So, I was reading my... I read a family history that my mom wrote last weekend on a little getaway I had to Bisbee, which is what I do, and um, or I like to go to Bisbee, I should say. In in that family history, number one, and I already knew this, my grandpa um, came down with Spanish flu and had to leave the military, and that changed his life. And then uh, he wanted to be a cowboy, and he started a little, like, a mini ranch and was kind of working on it, and then here comes the Depression and the Dust Bowl. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, basically continued, you know, lost everything a couple times and went on to, I mean, he he made ends meet, but he never got to do with his life what he really wanted to do. And then the other thing as I'm reading my family history is I'm going – oh my goodness, so many people died before they were 40. So many people. Mm -hmm. Like, so many kids that died young. So many, you know, people who who had like three, four marriages because the people kept dying. Like, oh, they died of this, they died of that, they died of this. And this isn't ancient, you know, history Mm -hmm. here. And so as I was reading through this, I tell you what, it kind of comforted me because I went, a, there are all these hard, you read about all these eras of time that oh. I knew were there, but it was something about looking at your family and how they struggled and people died and lost everything, and then, you know, they kept, yeah. they kept going. And, and I kind of thought to myself, this whole uh, freak out about 2020, if you look at it in the context of all this, it's not that, it's not, it's not as bad as I often feel it is when All I right. compare it.
0: And maybe, and I don't want to sound weird on this, but maybe it's just kind of normal.
1: Maybe every once in a while there's a bad year or
0: two or five. So on Saturday, I went to a quote-unquote social distanced party. Mm. Well, there was about seven of us mm-hmm. socially distanced outside mm-hmm. chatting. And uh, at that party, guy I'd met once or twice was there, older guy. And he said, he was telling a little bit about his life story. That's why I would be telling the story. And he said uh, that he had been born in Wisconsin, but that his parents left when he was like four months because they lost their son in the last pandemic. Yeah. And he was born in the 50s. And I said, "What pandemic happened hmm. in the '50s?" Right, because we've been talking about. Well, apparently there was a Spanish flu. Yeah, there. I a even, horrific flu. I bumped in into over two hundred thousand people in the United States died. Now you're thinking there's probably only two hundred million in the U.S. at that time. Right. Well, so percentage that's wise, serious pandemic.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I did bump into uh, and I forget exactly it might have been around then, but another in in the family history there was some other thing that swept through and.
0: Um you know polio i think in the in the light in the era of antibiotics and vaccines, yeah we have and cities and and wealth we've become um, maybe we're not in touch with death and we're not in touch with with how yeah. fragile our lives actually are.
1: I think that is very true, I think that's very true i was I was thinking about this in light of some refugee folks I know who just seen so much death and thinking this is so traumatic i've heard the word traumatic thrown around a lot more lately than ever Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because i in subtly in my mind and i don't mean to criticize folks but i've thought i don't think this actually qualifies as trauma and now you're probably i know you have a lot of thoughts on trauma but i'm saying like in the grand scale like you know you walk into your village and and 500 people have been mowed down with machine guns trauma versus like I have to wear a mask when I walk into the store, I feel traumatized. I mean, those are... Yes. They're, they're hard to compare to me.
0: It's hard to use the same yes. word for If you're me. talking about Rwanda, you're talking about what's happening in China right now, if you're talking about Sarajevo mm-hmm. and the decimation there, like yes, this is not traumatic. World War II, Vietnam, any war-torn space... Totally agree with you. And even
1: even certain places where they've been ravaged by by some kind of sickness or plague in in a way that, you know, kind of makes this feel like it's not that bad. Anyway, there's that. There's that. But um anyway, all that to say, having having read all that over it made me walk away and go, you know, I think we are we don't know how to deal with death. And, and accept that it does happen and it's a natural rhythm of history and life and sometimes there are periods where there's more of it and uh, and just, just general like loss of even economic loss like we are we're so used to everything just being there and stable and yeah. here comes my check and
0: right at least for a good majority of us yeah, yeah. That's very true,
1: especially especially those of us who are younger so mm-hmm. I mean that's not to say it doesn't affect you but no,
0: and, and I think depending on, you know, your story and how you understand your life, I mean unfortunately trauma has some subjective elements to it. Your brain yeah. just reacts and
1: Right. That's of
0: course true. But um
1: And I've I've observed that in my short life here on Earth is one person can be genuinely rocked by one situation that another person seems to just kind of shrug their shoulders and go, oh well. Right. And you can't you can't tell somebody not to feel what they feel.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. So with that said, not many I mean, I think a lot of people who listen to Faith Over Breakfast know Rod Hugan. Um but not all of them know Rod because we have people yeah. who listen all over the world. So speaking of trauma, yeah. we're gonna talk about Rod Hugan. Yeah. Rod Hugan. <laughs> but before we talk about Rod Hugan well, I listen to a lot of podcasts and in the middle of podcasts, they have these things where they, you know, they open their their sponsor said something or, oh. so I, I want to say, I don't are we even in the middle? Yeah, well, we are. Okay. Here. So Faith Over Breakfast today has been brought to you by Gilchrist Scones. Mm. How do you get a Gilchrist scone? Nobody knows. It's a mystery, but mm. they take care of Faith Over Breakfast. If you want one, you'll need to learn the special handshake. Oh, okay.
1: But don't do the handshake now because of, you know... Well, it's special, so...
0: Social distancing. It oh. may not actually involve hands. Oh, okay. <laughs> it could just be some strange waving. I don't know what it actually Mr. is. Mr. Distance Hand. And we yes. want to thank, once again, the Gilchrist Gun Company for delivering two delicious guns to us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Indeed. Very good.
1: Uh, by the way, did you notice the flavor?
0: Yes, it was maple. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, somebody
1: um, loves you, Eric. Somebody yeah, loves
0: well, you. like you said, 99.9% of um, listeners to Faith Over Breakfast are villagers. That's right. And You keep saying that. So I would like to put out another challenge. So the village has thrown down with some scones, and now it's Mission Church's time to up the ante and bring us something for breakfast. Ooh. We're well, throwing down here.
1: Okay. okay. Prove
0: to us and prove to Andy that you listen to Faith Over Breakfast. You love him. <laughs> and you want to bring him breakfast oh okay <laughs> right. see if i can make andy any more uncomfortable yeah wow <laughs> no worries um so rod hugan yeah. who is my co-worker and i've known for 20 some odd years
1: yeah we've had him on here before we talk about him sometimes co-pastor co-worker of eric kind of uh founder of the village with me founder of the village with eric and yeah what's the right word um you know there's a mentor, breakfast provider, story and breakfast provider for myself and a group of of people that have kind of gathered around the breakfast than he, that he and I were having for a while. So we've got a, a so Wednesday breakfast club, if you will, that's been on, steadily on the grow. I have visited, but didn't yeah. feel like I would belong there. So. And you you really didn't. It mm. was, yeah, it was mm. it's an interesting thing. I don't know. <laughs> So <laughs> we we discovered something that everybody at Wednesday breakfast likes old country music to some degree. And you just don't, man. Um, well, I like Johnny Cash. Yeah, everybody likes Johnny Cash. No, they don't. Every single person in the world they likes do,
0: After me. he did hurt. But yes. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so how let's, let's just do some counseling here before we talk about it. how did you feel about sharing your breakfast with all these people? 'Cause it was you and Rod and and I know what it's like to be Oh with sure. Rod, you know? Oh <laughs> he's a he's a cool guy and he likes to talk and listens well and mm-hmm. and he usually buys you breakfast. hmm So it's like, you know, a free breakfast.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, that didn't change. So that's you didn't cool. lose that. Um no, it's it's actually it's been really cool to see what I think Rod has what should it's appropriate that Rod should be listened to by younger men, um, men and women. But in this case, a group of young men who are sitting with an older man and listening and, uh, and bouncing their thoughts off of him and each other. I think that's, I think that is, I think there should be way more of it in the world. I think Rod's the kind of guy that sets the table for that. We've been talking there a little bit about why that works. And I think he he's willing to tell his stories. He is providing the breakfast. There's that.
0: And it's a big deal.
1: And the the breakfast and the space. Um, But also he doesn't have this agenda. And he even joked the last time he's like, Well, that's what you think, you know, which is true. He has, he has ideas. He has things he wants to see happen, but he doesn't make it happen. It's not a meeting. It does not feel like a meeting. It's really relational time and it can go anywhere and he rolls with it and lets that happen. And I think that's a really unique thing. And it's not like on this quick timer of like, sit down, tell me the things and we're out. It's actually a long, a long breakfast.
0: Yeah. Like what? Two, two, three three hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah, I I used to have those breakfasts for yeah. years and years with prod and real <laughs> 3 hours, yeah, 4 hours and you know and then I'm like, "Rod, I I, have a I lot think I
1: got to go. Work to do." Yeah. And that's and that <laughs> happens where you know one of us inevitably is like, uh, "I I got to go." But but that's it's usually the reverse when you're kind of a younger leader and there's somebody sure. who has wisdom, you feel like you can you have to like get squeezed in. Mhm. They have to go, and so it's it kind of gets flipped. Um, And he and I think he does do a good job of he's he is a good listener, but he also is very willing to speak and will you know kind of go on and on with a story. But the the cool thing is, and he tells them over and over, but they get stuck in your head, and you start to you start to remember Mm -hmm. things that Rod. Rodisms. Cares about Rodisms. So yeah. anyway, how do I feel about it? I I do miss um, getting to work through some of my own stuff. Um, I feel like, you know, when you have a group of six or seven um, instead of just two of you, it's it's a whole different dynamic. So sometimes I miss that, but I think it's good. I like it. And I also, the other people who are around the table bring things too. And I think that it's cool to see Rod um getting to have that that influence and even seeing churches maybe being born out of these conversations. Just cool. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know. I'm
1: I'm good with it. But yeah. I, every once in a while I go. Yeah, I wish I could have talked about that thing today.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, yeah, and I think that the nice thing about with Rod is that you know, he, he the village affords him this opportunity to be this, this mentor to people. Yeah. And because, and the classes of CRC that Certainly financially they do. Yeah. Um provide that. But he doesn't you know, he has these big blocks of time mm-hmm. that he's he can use right. for these things. Right. Which I think is a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't have to rush off to do right. Right. X, Y, and Z. Whereas we, I've tried to do some of that, and I eventually am like, I I don't have the space for this. I barely have the space for my own, you know, for the art community. So it really has mm-hmm. become Rod's ministry, and it's been cool that way.
1: Which is really, no, it is it is cool. And I appreciate it. It was, you kind of made the connection. Um, so, yes. So, hey. You, I uh,
0: feel like for once in my life, like, I'm not one of the connector people. You don't tend to, there aren't a bunch of couples that are like, Eric
1: saw me and he saw me and he knew we should be married.
0: No, but I feel like when I talk to you or when I talk to like Caleb, who's been on this podcast before, I feel like, and there are a number of other people, like your connectors. Like I sure somebody yeah. will say, like, oh, yeah, I was talking to Andy and like that's how we ended up over here. That's how I got here. Oh, I met so and so through Andy you know, or through Caleb and I'm not that person or like, Andy offended me. And so I came to this church yeah, instead. Yeah. yeah. I hear more of that. Actually. Right. We need to talk. That's the change for this podcast. Let's talk about <laughs> that No, No. And so I, I okay. think it's fun that I kind of started that yeah. process because I don't ever get to be there, you know, but it was, you know, I think Rod, And we're just going to talk about Rod. It's going to be funny. It was his birthday yesterday for context. I think we we said something like that. Yeah. But it's been, as he's been transitioning in some ways, like transitioning into uh, over, I'd say over like six, seven years Mm -hmm. of letting me take the reins and and, and have someone who works alongside me, uh, he has attempted to create these different, you know, church plants Yes. In the Christian Reformed Church, and it hasn't Has, been going well.
1: Right, which was very, is getting him down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like when, when I, I, w- I was excited that like what you brought to the table and what you know, like he could actually connect into something that was already happening uh-huh. instead of getting people to like make it happen. Right. You know, for, and so that's been really which is, cool. Which is
1: just in the whole church planting realm, by the way. I don't know why I want to do this right now, but I feel like that paradigm is really important. Like getting people to try to do the idea that you have is an extremely difficult thing to do just in general. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I want to see a church happen in East Tucson. I'm going to go find a person who could do that for me. The trouble is you and you alone probably have this vision. Right. And so that, I think, must be a very frustrating thing and probably works some percentage of the time, but probably a lower percentage of the time. The more effective thing would be, especially in church planting, as with probably a lot of other ventures, find somebody who is going to do it. They're doing it, they're moving, and team up. That, that just seems... And, and I don't know why in church planning circles it's always like you got to go find the pro, run, run them through all the things. Right. And I think that's – so, you know, it's attempting to not put a a bad person out there or an ill-equipped person out there. I agree. But at the same time, how many times does that person not really have the, the vision? It probably works when that person knows where they're going and they kind of use this church planning network to just help them along the way. Sure. But when you're out there going, we need somebody for you know East Tucson. You know, yeah. Eh, I don't know. Doesn't.
0: But tend to work. Those are all you know. Yeah, I guess when it comes that's to Rod, job. though, he's 68 years old. 68 years old. Um, 68 feet tall. He started the village at 48, and I'm now 48. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I was 28 when I planted mm-hmm. the village with Rod, and he, and so. We've done this for a long time, and there's a couple qualities about Rod that I appreciate more than, and, and I don't think everybody sees these qualities, um, but mm. they affect and define like the the village in in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. And one is that Rod may be sometimes internally flappable, but he is never flappable. Mm. Like the most. Horrible things can be happening, yeah. And you know, Rod is very much able to sit in those, think about them clearly, and and you know, later on, he may be in a place where he's like kind of trying to wrestle with those, but he is able to not allow his anxiety to like override onto yours. Which is why you've called him the human Xanax, right? I do call him the human Xanax because he's able to keep that. So that's one thing. The second thing is that Rod, um, he is like, his whole gifting is to reframe things. So you can't like win an argument with Rod because he will just reframe whatever you said until it fits what he's thinking. But that's on the bad side. On the good side, <laughs> he's really good at helping you rethink uh-huh. the stuff that you're struggling with by reframing it in a new context. And he does that really well when he's doing it out of a gospel context Yeah, of helping people really think about what they're dealing with or what problem or where they need to go in the context of who Jesus is and what Jesus might be calling them to. That's really powerful. So mm-hmm. I, the other thing is, is the third thing that I love about Rod and he would also argue that this is a, a both a benefit and a a, a sin part, part and we he and I both have this but he's extremely loyal mm-hmm. like he's the guy that yeah. when the you know when the titanic is going down he's part of the band playing right. as it sinks because right. he's loyal to the boat yeah <laughs> you know and I think that's beautiful when it when it when that loyalty is given to a person yeah you know it can be abused but right. but when you know that somebody no matter what happens to you right. has your back and they're never ever going to leave. Oh, it's um, incredible. You know, yeah. it is is a powerful, it's a unique thing, powerful experience to be a friend to the, with to Rod in that context. So, mm. Um
1: yeah. And you have more years, I mean, I I could sense that, but you know, 20 years of experiencing yeah. that is is uh And we worked for know.
0: two different like we worked for the village, but we are actually co-workers before yeah. that, so. Right. We've worked together for a while.
1: No, that's cool that's that's really good yeah I felt a couple things that were really refreshing with rod this this was mentioned by um, I think I think it was John one of one of our young men up-and-coming um, leaders at mission um, but he he observed rod and I in a conversation in which we disagreed and that's been basically like every single one of them and to some degree like you know when we first sat down I think he called you know something about my website like the dumbest website he'd ever seen in his whole entire life or something and that's these are the moments where I'm like what the heck you know are you serious but then on the flip side I'm like I like this guy because we're actually you know this won't be a waste of my time Right, It won't be a waste of my time. He's going to at least push me to be better. And I didn't change a whole lot about that website. And he still feels the same way about it. But, um, I mean, it's <laughs> not really there anymore, but, you know. But I've been, we've been pushing back and forth. You know, he always kind of pushed back on some of my stuff. And there were things where I was like, nah, I don't know about that. You know, some of his things that I think you guys have adopted at the village would be, you know, kind of showing showing forth like a very small amount of theology like here's you know publicly like here's like a very apostles creed that's it though you guys you know you have a lot of of theology um i kind of did the reverse where i showed it was like here's the whole library look take a feel free to take a look and then but then when you come inside you realize it's fine to not agree with every you know you can, there's a lot of room in here to disagree and wrestle with it. It's kind of a, you know, reverse method, but, but we would always kind of work that stuff out and push it back and forth. So one time John observed us talking about something that is a really a church dividing kind of issue and not, not conceding to one another necessarily, but, very comfortable. We just kind of nah, I don't you know, I don't see where you get that. And then Rod goes off on a thing and oh, you know. I'm going, nah, I mean awesome story, but I don't I don't I don't see how that corresponds to reality. <laughs> or it was some kind of conversation like that. And we just kind of kept eating breakfast and laughed and moved on and talked about other things. And I didn't even think twice about it. But John, his big takeaway afterward is he's like, I've never seen Christians disagree so comfortably. And I think that I don't experience that with very many people either. I think Rod was the the defining factor in that. I knew I could freely disagree with Rod because he's not going anywhere. He's not going to you know throw up his hands or get mad at me he's going to have his opinion and he'll say it, which I appreciate, but he's not, I don't feel like we're in jeopardy of losing relationship over it. And so I felt freedom to have my thought Mm -hmm. and my opinion. And he has changed my mind about things. Sure.
0: You know, over the years. He's very persuasive.
1: And, um, yeah. And so, and I'm grateful for that. And in other areas, at least not yet, and maybe never, I don't know. But, I think that's something he he does really well. I mean, I talked about listening, storytelling as well, but that ability to adamantly disagree with you and still make you feel like he's not, the relationship isn't in jeopardy. I think that's a unique, it's a unique gift and I wish more people had it. I I was at a, uh, I was at an event and all the pastors there were talking about how they didn't have anybody to talk to and all this stuff. And I think an interesting thing in my life is we've got the TGC pastors. You and I get together and talk. Rod and I get together and talk. I was sitting there at the table. And I realized I feel like I'm the only one that I, this is not an issue.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. Right?
1: A- and uh, so I kind of told – I talked about – like well, I've got you know, there's this guy Rod, and then there's some other pastors, and you know, so on and so forth, and yeah, all of the all of them are like, wow, how would you do this? And it, I he just, honestly, he has a the denomination helps. He buys breakfast. He has time, and that people, you know, were just like, oh, we need more of this. And so there's a part of me that thinks every denomination needs to just give their older folks, with with listening skills, credit cards and you develop way more leaders. And that's probably sort of true. But the other thing is not everybody can do what Rod does. Yeah. Not, he has twenty years
0: of training. Twenty years of training. <laughs> more than that of a lifetime, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And and just some of these skills that Whoa. just personality traits that make it work.
0: I, I would agree with that. I think there's one thing though that Rod has that is missing in maybe even a lot of older people. Uh-huh. And I think it's the reason why he's able to to disagree and agree, you know, and still be committed.
1: This might be the stuff I'm getting at. Yeah, keep going. I'm I'm curious to but work this out.
0: I think Rod has a deep, deep, deep relationship with Jesus, and what right. people experience is what it would be like to sit with Jesus. They get tastes of that, and yeah. and so. You know, as much as, you know, I'll be honest. I've known Rod for, I think, I met him in 1998. So we're talking about 22 years or something like that. Yeah. I know all Rod's stories. I've been part of some of Rod's stories. And when I heard them retold, they're not how he told them. That's not how the story happened. But it's much more interesting, right? (laughs) So I know all of Rod's stories. And I know he loves to embellish and tell these stories.
1: I, I can tell that happens, you know, too, sometimes. I'm like... I'm, I'm not sure this event happened I mean, quite, quite this quite profoundly. Profoundly, it. yeah.
0: Yeah. But when people sit with Rod, they get that taste of Jesus. And so I don't, and I think that has comes from a long cultivated yeah. time of praying and being in his scripture and being committed to a life with Jesus mm-hmm. as his primary thing. That is why I'm with Rod because Rod and I don't have a lot in common. Right. But we do have Jesus in common, and our pursuit of Jesus is very similar. And so we we connect in that way, and I see people attracted to Rod because they taste Jesus.
1: Yeah, and that's my – even when I thought about that idea of denominations giving their older folks cards, I kind of cringe at my own idea because I go, I've sat with a lot of those folks and just because they have ministry experience and stuff, you know, yeah. it's not. It's not the same, right? It needs to be people who are going to offer something of more, of more. Not it doesn't have anything to do with. I mean, you the particular stories or right. the well, or the particular opinions. It has to do with with that. Yeah, really being, yeah, knowing knowing Jesus, being with Him, sharing of that. Yeah, which allows for a lot of these other traits to come like being okay with conflict, being okay with disagreeing.
0: Right. Um being like his faith in Jesus and his understanding of who Jesus how Jesus sees him as his, you know, son and as the son of the father and you know like the, that that connection to god is so is deep enough for him to be like okay well and we can talk about it. well we you don't agree on infant baptism that's fine i don't right. care you know or you don't right. agree on these you know ministry philosophies that's fine you right. know we can work around that right that's not about jesus right and i think that's a, a big part of, of who he is is that he's able to not get you know his panties in a wide, basically yeah. on things he can let people explore things he can listen he can offer good
1: he can allow somebody to work out something over two to three years yes he he's okay with it patience yeah because a lot of folks if you don't if you're not on the same page in meeting one you know right they'll i mean and this this goes both ways there's a lot of like mentor types that if you're not going to be their perfect mentee M&T. then forget it yeah and then there's there's a you know, folks I've met with in the church where I push back on them on one thing and they never want to talk to me again. Right. And so that, to have a relationship where somebody will, like, the wrestling can go on for some time and the commitment is still there is rare.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing I think is fascinating about Rod that I think I really love about him and why I always know that I'll, like, he'll defend me and he'll defend what the village thinks and he'll also why he can let other people think what they you want to do and think about it is he demands that people live out their principles uh-huh. so if you believe something and it's, he disagrees with it he doesn't care he'll be uh, like
1: great do it then. he just wants yeah. you
0: to do it all the way out he wants you to live it out to the implications and feel the impact of the implications so that you know you you're actually have integrity in what you believe uh-huh. and not say well I believe this but then never really have to deal with it in a relational context with people. Sure, sure. And I've seen so many times where people have belief systems and they're like, yeah, that's what I believe. And then he's like, okay, well, but in this context, in this situation, this is what that would look like. Are you willing to do that? Right. You know, and people are like, um, well, or
1: yes. Like it, like submission to authority. That's one of his favorite oh, conversations. He thinks people but, need,
0: more people need to submit. That is a
1: big well, deal. Well, it's a huge one for him. But then again, like- but, I, believe, but I agree you, with him. I do too. And then, but a lot of people who will say they agree with it won't actually. Right. So then he'll go. So would you do something you don't believe is true because your elders say so? I'd be like, no. Then you're not interested in submission. Like, you know, he'll and he'll just kind of cut it off, right? It'd be like, so. Right. Are you really into submission? Because that sure doesn't sound like you are. Because submission isn't just I do what. Others say when it's what I would say that's not submission at all <laughs> and so yeah, he's good at making you examine do I really
0: because if
1: yeah if you if you're not willing to do that then you better not go around talking about how you're into submission
0: yeah no I totally agree yeah yeah rod has had, had a, a remarkable remarkable influence over so many people, but it's sort of a it's an underground yeah thing you know dr larry crab talks about in his book silence of adam adam do you remember did you ever mm-hmm. read that book yep it's I called think, it's called uh it's men of courage or something as ch- they have they changed the name yeah but yeah, yeah but somewhere in that book he talks about his dream mm-hmm. about having elders who are just yeah. so committed to who god is and their and and courage basically that there's a long line of people like they don't they don't promote themselves, but because their relationship of God is so dynamic that people seek them out. Yeah, that He longs for a church of that, and I think Rod fulfills that dream of mm. Larry's in many ways. Mm-hmm. Really, people are seeking him out mm-hmm. to 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 be with him. Um, so I think that's a that's a beautiful thing.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, happy birthday, Rod.
0: Happy birthday, Rod.
1: And uh, we're glad you're in our lives. Yep. And. You know, see you tomorrow morning for uh, some breakfast.
0: Yeah, if I'm on on the ball, maybe I'll get this <laughs> get this uh, podcast up and going today.
1: Within two weeks of his birthday. <laughs> two weeks
0: of his birthday.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Well, um, man, good to see you. It's good to see you. And uh, thank you for the coffee. You're thank welcome. you again, uh, Gil Gilchrist Scones for the uh, delicious. Pastries, yeah, and, that sustained us through this uh, this conversation.
0: And if you want to be a part of, uh, and highlighted at Faith Over Breakfast, send us some food, deliver it somehow to us, and we'll uh, we'll sponsor you. Yeah, and instead of you sponsoring us, we'll promote you on our, our.
1: As Eric said before, if if we're to keep true to our name too, like we gotta. I mean, if, so, you know, if you want to come here and. And cook a cook a breakfast I mean that would help us be authentic yeah which we were just saying before we went on air you know nobody's doing that anymore so it's let's let's give it a try let's I guess we could also make our own breakfast but right. that's beside the point yeah all right anyway good to talk to you Rod 68 um, find a guy like Rod. And uh, but nobody, no more coming to my breakfast. Did getting you crowded. guys max it. We, I think we're getting there. Yeah.
0: Wow, that could be there. that could be controversy. I know at breakfast. It, well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> so, no more, no more. You could have to you have to be on rotating bases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, uh, this is the time when the oldest in the group, next to Rod, has to split off and take a few people and start his own breakfast. Is
1: like, mm. well, that could happen. Who we is could. the oldest? You? No, there's a Nick. Nick. A guy named Nick, not, not Lang. Oh, a different Another thing. Nick. He would be the oldest in the group, but also one of the newest. So I don't know what yeah, that means. Yeah, that, that's probably not. I don't know good. what that means. I, right, anyway.
0: Well.